Hello, hello, and a very warm welcome to another episode on the Thoughts with Grace podcast. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about all things related to networking. I know, it is such a quote-unquote professional jargon, but I'm here to share with you some tips and tricks that have been super helpful and successful in my personal experiences. So let's get started. First of all, let's get real about networking. One, I think everybody knows what networking is and why it is important. If we follow the traditional route of pursuing a college degree, we will hear about networking from our freshman years because we need to land internships in the summer, and hopefully that'll give us exposure to different careers or to land a permanent position after we graduate. And of course, business students are the ones that love networking, and I'm guilty of that as well. A short definition of networking is just a setting to allow you to get to know more people outside of your existing group and to continue growing the number of people you know with the goal of receiving a valuable or positive outcome. However, after having gone through graduate business school, I've come to realize that networking has become rather routine Coffee chatting is a way to network, but the beauty of it has become entirely transactional. I'm not saying that everyone behaves or view networking in the same manner, but over time, I find that networking doesn't seem to be as enjoyable as before. So let me ask you a question. Have you been on one of those networking events, but majority of the time, it seems more like a speed dating event. So most networking events don't have the desired return of investment in your time or your money. I recently read an article on The Guardian on why networking events have become a waste of time because your level of success would determine on the ability to interact with others of similar interests. And if you were to go to a random networking event without knowing the profile of the people that are attending the event, how then would you select who to speak with that you might find similar interest uh, interest in or you just want to speak to a person because they are doing something that interests you? And I personally have experienced this because um, ever since the pandemic, there was a reduction in in in-person networking events. And so I came across an in-person event that was happening in downtown Toronto. And so I thought, why not let's go attend a networking event? Perhaps there, there are people who can share with me about their experiences in setting up businesses. However, number one, the venue was in a bar-like setting. It was very dark as well. Not many people... Not many people were wearing name tags. We were issued name tags, but I found that it was hard to see because it was so dark. Everybody was getting a drink. Everyone was getting a little bit tipsy and happy. So it became a little bit hard to speak to different types of people. 
And I found that a lot of individuals started to hang out in a group because they were interested in not just networking. So that personally for me was an event that didn't really bring out any value for me. Okay, so let's continue. Um, networking has become a very uncomfortable activity to participate in. And I think that's because many people don't even know where to start, especially if you're trying to approach a stranger that you've never met or spoken, spoken with before. So personally, as I've grown in my career, I've learned to be more selective in who I network with, and I have become very purposeful in why I choose to have a chat with that person. Usually, I would have a goal in mind. For example, I'm interested in a company because it might be a company that I would like to explore a role with in the future, or I'm interested in their particular job function and why they chose that function or perhaps because I wanted to know more about their career journey and why did they make certain decisions. So I find that it's really important to be intentional in networking efforts. And if you have not heard my previous episode on living with intention, I highly encourage you to hop over and have a short listen. It's just um, under 15 minutes. So I would say I have had success in my networking efforts, which resulted in me getting more clients while I was still in sales, as well as moving into companies and roles that I personally really wanted to pursue. So listen on, because through my experience, I've become known as great in networking amongst many of my peers, trying so hard not to brag, but really it does work. And They are very, very small tips and tricks that you can leverage on. It's not difficult, but it's just things that people don't think about. So I'm going to share three things that you can do that have also been very helpful and successful for me. The first thing, I'm sure everybody knows this, LinkedIn. I know. Everybody has heard of LinkedIn. You probably have a profile as well. But how do you maximize the value of LinkedIn? LinkedIn is not like Facebook where you just collect a lot of friends and you want as many people to interact with it. I think there is a more strategic purpose when it comes to LinkedIn. And so I'm going to share with you some small tips that maybe you have heard or have not heard, but I'm just going to share it anyway, because I find that it has been very helpful in my personal networking efforts. So the first thing you can do on LinkedIn is if you're looking to start networking in your search bar, Type in the company or a particular role, if you know what function you're looking for, and filter it to your country or state or province, and then click on the people tab and scroll through individuals that are working in the company or have worked in the company and look through their roles as well so that you can pick the one that is of interest to you. So that's how I start selecting who I would like to speak with. And I have an additional tip as well, which is looking really at the role. 
because I love to look at decision makers who are the decision makers who are the um, business heads as well. So when you look at that individual, don't just click connect. I think that's what most people do. I want to connect with you. They just click on the button and you expect that the person is going to accept your invite because you sent a request. Like um, it's similar to Facebook, right? Someone can send you a friend request, but it doesn't mean that the person is going to accept it. So don't expect the same for LinkedIn just because it is a professional platform. Now, LinkedIn always prompts you to add a note. And I think this works best on a desktop because sometimes on mobile, when you click connect, it might not prompt you to put in the short note. It might just send a connect request. So if you are trying to start out networking, I would highly recommend trying to do it on your desktop, first of all. Always, and I emphasize this, always add the short note on why you would like to connect. And I'll tell you why. Many of these people get random requests all the time to connect. And so adding a short note grabs that person's attention. And it also shows that you were willing to take an extra couple of seconds to write a little message. And it shows that additional interest. So in my personal experience, I hardly accept a connection request unless I receive a short note on why they're connecting or just to remind me where I've met them, for example, at a workshop or a networking event. I think it's helpful to bring that connection in um, when you're sending a particular request. So you'll be very surprised, but this is key and it will help you get more people accepting your, your request to connect on LinkedIn. Now, once the person has accepted your connection, they may or may not respond to your short note, which then becomes a message. Now, if they do respond, it is your chance now to grab that opportunity and set up a coffee chat, okay? But if they do not reply, it is okay. You can leave the connection there as, I mean, they've accepted it. And perhaps if you are really interested, wait a couple of days and then reach out again to request for a chat. Now, a bonus tip here might sound like it's common sense, but not many people do it. Always express your gratitude in your communication. Many people are looking to extract from others when they connect with people or have a coffee chat without showing any gratefulness. And that comes across as a very transactional and cold vibe. So it may not lead to a very successful connection in the end. So that's just an additional bonus tip for you. All right. So the number two thing you can do after you've connected with the person is being initiative and following up, okay? There are some scenarios here, but I will look at two of them specifically. So the first scenario is, let's assume the person that you've connected with is open to having a coffee chat with you. Now you should be the one initiating the arrangement of how that coffee chat is going to happen. Ask the person if they prefer to meet virtually or in person and be the one that plans how that conversation is going to happen. 
Why? Because it shows your genuine interest and investment in chatting with the person, and it also makes them feel important. Now, remember, it is always how you make others feel that truly matters. I would say. Small pointers to this: always follow up gently if they have not responded, or if everything's set up, make the best use of that opportunity to achieve your purpose in that coffee chat. Remember how in the earlier part of this podcast I mentioned that you must be intentional, have a purpose, you must have those objectives. Again, once the chat is over, close up the connection really well and thank them. For their time in chatting with you, so that's scenario number one. Now, what if the person does not respond to having a chat with you? They have accepted your LinkedIn invite, but they didn't respond to your short note. My suggestion is to send them a message to check if they are still open to having a chat with you. And I typically do this after about a week of connecting with the person. And if you still don't receive a response, I would leave it for a while and move on to other potential people that you have in your networking pipeline, and maybe you can revisit it maybe in a month's time. Okay, so that's tip number two. Now, tip number three: you've done all the work, you've connected with the person, you've met with the person. Let's assume all good things. Number three: reviewing your network and Building on those relationships that you have identified. Now, the probability of getting a first meeting is always higher than maintaining a long-term connection, and this is very similar to how, if you look at the sales process, it's the same thing. The account manager goes out and hunt for clients. They get the deals by meeting the client. They sell the product or they sell the service. The difficult piece is maintaining that relationship, and that's where customer success comes into play. And so, a lot of startups that I have observed, they have structured it in a way where they have account executives who are the hunters that go out and bring clients into the business, and they also have a team of customer success managers who will look after the accounts that have already been onboarded into the company. So, the maintenance piece is always really important. You don't want to draw people off. So many people that you are requesting to chat with, they also have many coffee chats. Okay, every other day, they might not remember who you are specifically. So let's talk about how you can be more effective in leveraging on your list of network to get to where you would like to be. So how do you review your network? I suggest. Looking through the list of people that you've connected with every quarter, if possible, otherwise biannually would be helpful. And this will help you reflect on the conversation that you've had, identify any gaps and opportunities on how you can take that connection forward. It also allows you to update that person's current job status because. You know, most of the time people move across companies, and they might be within the the same industry. So always good to keep your list updated. Now, then you can highlight some key people that you would like to continue a conversation with. 
maybe it's because you've enjoyed that initial chat and you feel that person can add value in the longer term, whether as a mentor, a potential employer, or just a connection that you feel would be great to bounce off ideas with. Now, the third thing is focus and invest on those key people that you've identified because building relationships take time. Like with any type of relationship, you can't have a relationship without investing time to get to know the other person. Come up with a plan on when you would like to connect with them. Identify key holidays so that you can send them wishes. And if you'd like to leverage on a networking tool that will help you create this plan, head over to my YouTube channel and I have a short video on how you can access a tool that everybody has access to. So you can find my YouTube channel on my website at thegracechong, C-H-E-O-N-G dot com. All right, that's a lot to take in. And my final piece of advice is to always remember that people will always remember how you make them feel. And that is really important. So I really hope that this episode has given you some tips to help make your networking activities much more enjoyable and never be afraid to get started. If you'd like to learn how to network better or really dive into the details of how I do it and you would like to work with someone to get better at networking, head over to my website and send me an email. Once again, Thank you for listening to my podcast and I hope you have a wonderful morning, afternoon, or evening wherever you are. Remember that this is a space to voice without judgment and I implore everybody to be kind. Go check out my website, thegracechung.com as well as my Instagram account. I totally forgot my handle for a minute, but my Instagram account is at Hey Thoughts with Grace, and you'll find everything to do with this podcast, my YouTube, my my blog, everything is there. Okay, so I hope to see you on the next episode. I do have many, many more episodes coming up, and thank you all for listening. Ciao, ciao. Mm-hmm.